Well, hello there. I'm Jim Harrington. It's another day. And I'm Bill Knight. It's a Friday and an interesting one at that to head it into a holiday weekend. Can it be a good weekend or is it a setup to be a bad weekend? Well, That's what I want to know. I don't know exactly what our president uh, was doing last night, but he wasn't unifying. I know that. No, he wasn't. Well, he thought he was. But then again, it was uh, well, it was a line in the sand. It was a call to arms. For those of you who didn't see the speech last night, let me give you a little visual. President Biden and Jill walked out of the building last night, uh, Independence Hall in Philadelphia. Right. It was bathed in red lighting. Looked like hell. There were two U.S. Marines standing at strict attention mm -hmm. uh, on either side of the door. They didn't move. They were absolutely still. They were perfect. But it was almost satanic in its look. He walked out tottering like an yeah. old, with Jill giving him direction almost. And then he gets out there and you think, well, here he goes. And it's like someone hit a switch. He went into this diatribe, this evil, vile diatribe. I got so much to say. I'm sure you do too, Bill, but I won't, uh, I'll let you know oh, yeah. your Well, your... I'm just going to say, and the, and the visual of him coming out, he was in a black suit too. Yep. So with that red backdrop, the flag kind of disguised behind him, it looked like a scene from Stalin or Hitler when he's talking, fist in the air, both of them up. And there was a picture, Bill, last night. I saw it on the internet, an exact match of Hitler with two arms raised with a fist and Biden, two arms raised with a fist. You know, he was calling the right fascist. Now, if you voted Republican, you're red. You're an enemy, according to him, of the state. It was Absolutely. a call to arms for anybody in blue to come out and sock you in the face. He's trying to incite something. This was not, uh, you know, he was the guy that was going to bring us together. And this was a unifier. very... Yeah, the great unifier just divided us yeah. and put a target on everybody's head. And I say, this is a setup, which we've talked about before, for the steal. They are going to steal it because they've got nothing. Do they have a good economy? No. Do they have a handle on security? Mm, I don't know, security? No. The borders are open. No. We've got runaway fuel prices because we've given up our independence. Our military is not what it used to be. This guy's administration hasn't got one thing. Speaking of the military, I was uh, looking at a story yesterday about our services have depleted some of their weapons, their munition supply, because of what they've done with uh, the Ukraine. They've given so much of our ammunition to the Ukraine that some of our military is short of what they need to defend us. Well, now, isn't that great? Because he's going to need that military because he just declared war. It was a declaration of war. He told against the right. 75 or 80 million Americans that you are an enemy of the state if, you, right. if you voted for Trump. You know, he's making a miscalculation, though. And here's that miscalculation. Uh, he's sitting there going, well, the blue outweigh the red. All right, but I don't know that that's exactly true. But if you're a red person, you're an enemy of the state. And so he thinks the numbers are in favor. He's got the majority. All right, there's a vast number of people out there that are independents. 
and I don't think they lean necessarily blue. I think it was two shows ago. You said we should call out anybody who voted for Biden for what they really are, communist, mm-hmm. socialist. They are socialists for voting in this guy. And I, I thought about that after we did the show, and I thought, no, you're absolutely correct. You're absolutely we correct. we got to call them out because they're calling they're fascists. And they're saying everybody that's, right. that's a MAGA person is a fascist. Yes. They're a dictator. That's what they want. They don't want law and order. They don't want things that are fair and democracy. They're, they're a bunch of fascists. So they're socialists. They're communists. You believe in what this guy's standing for? You know, he said things last night like, if you voted for life, if you voted against Roe versus Wade, you were against democracy. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Essentially, if you voted for things that he didn't believe in, you were uh, not democratic. That's yeah, and if, and if you uh, voted uh, against them, then you're, you're, you're not allowing people to love and marry who they want to marry. You know what? You're taking lines or, or topics that you've embraced and you've exaggerated and you're changing a narrative, a story into your favor that is totally, you're making an untruth about people that are Republicans or red or MAGAs, whatever you want to call us. And you're, you're totally the, the covering up what you really are because He's the racist. Well, that's just He's it. Gonna... He says we're doing things. I say we're conservatives are doing things that they're doing, that they're mm-hmm. actually doing. We're being told that we're causing uh, violence and, and rioting in the streets and stuff. And if you go back two years, it wasn't conservatives building, uh, burning buildings down in Minneapolis and Seattle. That was the left doing that. And I didn't hear Biden or Carmela or anyone come out and try to stop that. As a matter of fact, Carmela was donating to uh, to these defense funds to get to bail out the rioters that were arrested. So, yeah. if anything, they were supporting the uh, the rioting. And I think, in all honesty, he was a like you said, it was a call up to arms last night. Something is about to happen. See, they want to divert the public's attention from the real chaos that they've created in the last two years with regard to, like you said, the border, uh, our economy, uh, our defense. I mean, the whole thing is in the shambles, and it's because of what they've done, and they don't want you to think about it for the next two months. They want you to think that the real villain are your fellow Americans who are living next door who, who voted for Trump, and that's not the case. Well, they're setting the stage for, obviously, civil unrest. Now, with that stage set, you're going to go, well, we'll be able to see it and see who's really at fault. No, actually, you won't. Number one, you got a holiday weekend coming up right before it. They're doing this. Also comes the news today that California, not even California, the entire West Coast, the entire electrical grid Mm -hmm. is on the verge of a total shutdown. What a beautiful distraction that would be yeah. from them set from the stage that has just been set. Well, a lot of people think that we're going to see a communications interruption of some kind very soon with the internet, maybe the telephone system, maybe the TVs. And I think that these things are all planned. They're all diversions. Last night, Tucker Carlson 
he did most of his show as he would normally do the show. Right. But his producers were, were watching and keeping tabs on what Joe was doing. And during a commercial break, I think they must have showed a segment to Tucker. And uh, he reacted like this. We made fun of it at the top of the show because we didn't really know how else to respond. But Joe Biden really has crossed over into a very dangerous, very dangerous place. Tonight, he declared in a speech in Philadelphia that anyone who disagrees with him is a threat to the country. Here's part of what Biden said. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represented extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. That the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that is a threat to this country. Yeah, they're a threat, says the guy with the blood-red Nazi background and Marines standing behind him. It's a complete outrage that this is being sanctioned as a White House event. In other words, that this is the approved position of our government. It's totally immoral. And then the guy who encouraged riots in 2020 accused MAGA Republicans of somehow threatening the rule of law in the United States. Watch this. MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. They do not believe in the rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people. They refuse to accept the results of a free election. And they're working right now, as I speak, in state after state, to give power to decide elections in America to partisans and cronies, empowering election deniers to undermine democracy itself. MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards. They promote authoritarian leaders and they fan the flames of political violence that are a threat to our personal rights, to the pursuit of justice, to the rule of law, to the very soul of this country. This is truly nuts and threatening to the future of the United States. It's hard to believe he just did that, but he did. Wow. How true. I was trying to find a, uh, a piece that Stephen Miller did last night. Right. And he came out, he did the best short critique of that speech. He said he came out looking like a dictator, sounding like a dictator, threatening like a dictator. If you Watch, saw, talks, and quacks, it's got to be. Yeah. I was thinking also, and I didn't hear anybody say this, that even during the Civil War, when we were literally divided as a country, when we were literally killing each other, shooting at each other, we never had President Lincoln come out and deliver such a divisive speech as Joe Biden did last night. No, no president has. This is a first. As a matter of fact, in his second inaugural address, he said the following, with malice toward none, with charity for all, with firmness in the right as God gives us to see the right, let us strive on to finish the work we are in, to bind up the nation's wounds, to care for him who shall have borne the battle and for his widow and his orphan, to do all which may achieve and cherish a just and lasting peace among ourselves and with our nations. This is, I think, 1864. Right. And we're still fighting. We're close to an end, but we're still fighting. But he's up there saying, forgive each other. We're brothers. Love each other. 
we're part of the same nation. Bind the wounds with malice towards none, with charity towards all. And that's exactly what Joe Biden didn't say last night. Joe Biden turned around at the his fellow Americans and said, half of you are bad people, half of you are fascist, half of you are essentially criminal for how you think. And, and that is the first time in the history of our country where a president has literally attacked half of a nation. Right. You know, there are people on the left that don't think that he went far enough. And that's what's really scary. They think, oh, no, we want blood. We really do. We want all them bastards hung, shackled, locked up, shot publicly on TV. They want this a pay for. No, this would be a, a, a free purview event for the for the left. For, for example, Andrew McCabe yesterday on CNN. Oh. Listen, he made a direct plea to have violence out of politics. There is no place for violence in politics, he says. He referenced the fact that you can't be an insurrectionist and be for democracy. For the people who are in law enforcement and to an extent are caught in the middle of this, is this something they want to hear? No question, no question. People in law enforcement and people within, I think, government more broadly want to hear uh, national political figures, to include, of course, the president, to come out and absolutely call out political violence, uh, everything from local uh, school board officials to local election officials to our my own uh, former colleagues at the FBI. No place in our country right now. They sense very personally and daily the rising tide of threats that they face. Uh, and I think those things will be uh, taken positively. On the other hand, I think people would like to have seen a bit more reference to accountability. There really wasn't much talk about what we're doing about those insurrectionists. It was merely calling out the fact that nobody should support an insurrection. So I think it's a positive moment for those folks in law enforcement and in, and in government, but uh, but maybe would like to have seen more as well. How are those people doing in the D.C. Gitmo right now that have been there for almost two years? Huh? You, would you like to see them, Andrew, uh, executed? Would that make you feel better if they were, if they were uh, hung or something? The, I think they. I think we should bring them out, and for the left, yeah, go ahead and put a bullet in their head. That's what they want. Well, the only people who are being violent right now are the left. Well, let me ask you: you insurrection, insurrection. Did, was there a, a peaceful transfer of power? Yeah, there was. Right. What the hell's your problem? These guys weren't there doing what you say they did. It was not an insurrection. They're looking. You're just saying that to to take the attention away from their failures and to generate an issue that isn't there, to create a problem that isn't there. We are not going after our neighbors. There is no civil strife right now, but they want it. They want it. You know, it's amazing. There were people that killed Americans, and terribly so, that were in Gitmo, and the left screamed that was inhumane, unfair. And then you have people where the pictures are, they walked in like, wow, this is really cool, man. They were invited in. Pictures show that. And they're in Gitmo, and now they're getting what they're doing. That's not even bad enough for them. Because why? Oh, they don't believe what you believe. They're a conservative. So this is really not a democracy. This is really not a two-party or three-party system. If you don't agree, uh, I, I think the um, uh, Corrine. Corrine Jean-Pierre, she said this. Listen. 
president thinks that there is an extremist threat to our democracy. Uh, the president has been clear as he can be on that particular uh, piece when we talk about a democracy, when we talk about our freedoms. Uh, the way that he sees is the MAGA Republicans are the most energized part of the Republican Party. Uh, the, that extreme, this is an extreme threat to our democracy, to our freedom, uh, to our rights. There you go. Yeah, it, actually, they had, had gone further and said that if you didn't agree with them, then you weren't a part of them. In other words, you do what we say, believe what we tell you to believe, or you're an enemy of the state. I think that I, is not a democracy. I think I have her saying that. Listen. And again, we see majority of Americans who disagree. And so when you are not with where majority of Americans are, then, you know, that is extreme. That is an extreme way of thinking. Uh, I'm not going to, that's what I have for you, Phil. She says that if you don't agree with the majority of the Americans, you're an extremist. Well, you know what? Let's talk about that majority because even he sat there and said, you know, these people that are non-believers that they lost. Well, now let's just look at a recent example. Oh, I don't know, special election up in Alaska. Well, it turns out that Sarah, actually Palin, won hands down. She won the election, but then kick in that new rule with, uh, what do they call it, the weighted right. vote? Yeah. And then she lost. How the hell does that work? You got more votes than, you know, B and C. It's voter yet, manipulation. It's yeah, voter manipulation. Yeah, testing a new system of the steel. So, again, last night is further evidence of a setup to keep these, these old freaking bastards that are in power. And Nancy's a bastardette, too. <laughs> I don't know what you want to call her. They're in power, and they don't want to give it up. They are going to take it to the grave with them. What I find, and they'll do whatever they have to. I, I found it interesting that uh, there was a heckler last night. I don't know whether mm. you heard the heckler. I have a couple yeah, of I cuts. Did. I want you to listen carefully as Joe is doing his diatribe. Throughout our history, America's often made the greatest progress coming out of some of our darkest moments, like you're hearing that bullhorn. I believe we can and must do that again. And we are. MAGA Republicans look at America and see carnage and darkness and despair. They spread fear and lies, lies told for profit and power. But I see a different America, an America with an unlimited future, an America that's about to take off. I hope you see it as well. Just look around. I got more. Listen. After the 2020 election, as preparation, for the 2022 and 2024 elections. They tried everything last time to nullify the votes of 81 million people. They also had a, uh, a police siren in the background, which I thought was interesting. Now, that is Philadelphia, and there's things happening, but uh, he, Joe has proven himself not to be a friend of the police uh, like uh, President Trump is, and you got to wonder whether that was some... Uh, extremist police officer who was driving by and decided to hit his uh, siren just to let the world know that that uh, he was there. I would have hit my siren <laughs> if I were there. I would have had that thing. You know, I would have tweaked it up a little bit. Can I divert more power to the siren, you, you know, just to make some noise? You got to applaud the, uh, the, the person who was yelling in the bullhorn. I don't know whether you heard what he was saying, but you could hear from the rhythm 
of the chant, what he was saying, if you listen closely. They've done it sometimes at football stadiums and uh, at football games. Um, yes, I yeah, know. Yes, they, uh, that yeah. was the chant. Uh, one way, Biden, one way. <laughs> I don't know. Being nice. I don't know where we're going right now, but it doesn't look like we're going to a good place. It, it looks like uh, he wants us to go towards some sort of uh, civil war or civil conflict. I heard people this morning on one of the talk shows, one guy called and said, look, and I'm a former Marine. He said, and I'm 52 years old and I'm ready. The, if they push the button and they decide to take down my country, I'm standing with my country no matter what. And you know, that happened in the Civil War, too. People had, you know, he's telling you to choose. I think, you know, they're taking, well, I don't think, they're taking off the gloves. They have been pushing all along, hoping they could get something to happen so that they could sit there and declare martial, martial law, steal the election. It, none of this stuff has worked. Trump has grown in popularity with Mar-a-Lago. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no doubt that it's it's staged and it's fake. And people go, all these documents, the 87 this and the 150 of that. Did you look at the pictures and how things were neatly stacked on the floor? And let me tell you something, something that's top secret. If you've got a piece of something that's important in your house that nobody else is supposed to see, are you going to make it a big fancy top of header label yeah. on that thing that takes up an inch or two inches. So, Oh, that's what they don't want me to see because it says so right there. No. How stupid do you think we are? That was staged. And the reason is they want to set this up. The, the, the scholars say there is no case there. Them sitting there going, well, he stole documents in case there was an investigation. Well, that means you had foreknowledge of something that he didn't even know. So that's a lie. This whole thing was a lie. They're expecting us to believe because they said so. The Justice Department, the DOJ sat there and said, you just have to believe that this was a legitimate warrant that we carried out. It was not. But if they do what they shouldn't be able to do, and that is go ahead and uh, arrest Trump, indict him, and even do a mock quick trial under the uh, Treason Act and find them guilty by their own means, then they can sit there and do whatever they want, and that would be the switch that got flipped for them to take military power of this country, and it's it, it's done, it's over. I was uh, surprised that it was not carried by the major networks last night. None of them. They talked about it like it was a big deal, a major speech from uh, Philadelphia, I thought all the networks would have it, and they all had their soap operas and comedies and things like that. They saw the script, and even even the liberal network said, whoa, I don't know that I want to get my hands bloody in this mess, because this is a mess. Yeah, oh, but it was only the MSNBC and CNN. Yeah, MSNBC and CNN carried it, and Fox did not carry it live. They, uh, like I said, had Tucker Carlson's show, because that's the number one show. They make their money with shows like that, and they weren't about to uh, lose thousands and thousands of dollars. Because and in this case, you know what? I think the major networks should have carried it because let the people see what's really going on. Uh, you talked about uh, Mar-a-Lago. Uh, a judge deferred the ruling on the Trump special master request yesterday right. afternoon. Uh, 
she took it under advisement. Uh, both sides presented their case, and uh, I would imagine we may hear something as soon as today because she did say that uh, she knows there's an urgency to this. Yeah, and they're saying she's leaning towards giving Trump what what he wants, the special master, which there should be. But even I'm kind of you know skeptical. You know, unless you get the right, how do you get somebody that's nonpartisan in something like this? I don't think you do. I think one way See, there that's the problem. I think you have a, a partisan no matter where you go, a partisan for something or against something, you know. Yeah, I think she wants to be very meticulous on her part. So if she goes, because she really doesn't see the problem with the pointing that. So she's got to sit down and go, okay, I got, she's got to defend her career herself for making that decision. You know what I thought? I thought to myself, she wanted to get out of that building to a secure location from a distance before she releases it. She didn't want to release it while she was in that building and then have a security problem. Yeah, so in other words, this no, no matter which way it goes, it's a bomb. It's going to be, somebody's going to be upset no matter what. A uh, word bomb, yeah. yeah. yeah there you um, go. Last night, Steve Bannon was swatted again. Did you hear about that? No, he, that's they, interesting. Yeah, they broke, into his, they broke into his house. They had the SWAT team arrive. And, you Let know. me ask you a question. Is he really being swatted because of BS calls that say, oh, this is all that going on to, to force them to have to react like they do? Or are these planned SWATs? I don't think so. I think they have the tape. They, you know, they have uh, the, they have the calls on tape. Uh, right. they, for example, when Marjorie Taylor Greene was swatted mm-hmm. twice, they aired both tapes uh, of the call. Someone but it's amazing. Her. There's always people on the right that get swatted, nothing on the left. And that's just amazing. The right is supposed to be the side of violence. We're supposed mm-hmm. to the, be the people that you have to worry about. And they made a very interesting point when they were talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene swatting. It's an incredibly dangerous thing to, to have your house swatted. You have guys who are coming to your door, police, with guns drawn, not mm-hmm. knowing who's in the house, not knowing what to expect. And they see a gun when that door opens. She almost firing. went to the door with the gun in her hand. She, went, she had the gun out. It was one in the morning, and there was a doorbell and pounding on the door and so she thought, do I bring my gun downstairs? And then she decided, nah, for some reason, she, she put the gun down and went down without the gun. That was God talking to her ear. Because let me ask you a question. Back this up. Let's just say she answered that door, you know, and she had that gun. What would have happened? She might have gotten shot. So she gets blown away in her own home, and they realize what would the story have gone in her favor or would they have had to make up something? I don't know what they would have done. The left has the press on their side. They can write the story basically any way they want to. If you listen to CNN and MSNBC last night, their mm. evaluation of the speech didn't want to, it, it would have driven you nuts because they were talking about it being a patriotic nationalist theme, we, a strong theme. Uh, they were saying all the things that you couldn't believe they were saying if you watch the speech yourself. You're sitting right. there. Why? I don't care whether you are a leftist or a rightist. If you just watch Joe deliver the speech, it was a damn scary speech. Yeah, it was. It was terrible. I, I, I don't know. The, the, some With the swatting, they're going to keep doing this, and sooner or later— Somebody's going to be caught off guard and answer that door, and, uh, and something's going to happen. And maybe that's the reason for it, too. 
you know, that the, something happens and they don't have to defend hey, the action because the reaction. I'm a big guy. At three in the morning if, or whatever, if my house was swatted and I went downstairs, I'm, I've often wondered, are they going to think I'm the guy who's breaking in to my own house? Oh, look, I look like when I get up in the middle of the night, Yeah, I, I look like the, the picture from a scary movie where, you know, <laughs> you hear the doorbell and you look through and there's a guy standing there with a bloody axe. Yes. Yeah. That's what I look like at three in the morning. So it's not a pretty picture. I wouldn't have, I, I wouldn't have to have a weapon in my hand. They go, oh my God, blah, 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 blah. they would shoot me away. We're in scary times, folks. I think they want to take, like I said, I keep saying this over and over again, but it's true. They want you not to think about the damage they've done so far in the past two years. They want you to think that the real threat to our nation is uh, the other Trump voters. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there, it's interesting. I saw somebody post something about, oh, I love Joe. He's such a great guy. He's done so many wonderful things. As a matter of fact, right now, the U.S. Uh, gross national production is set to pass China for the first time oh. since 1976. Well, wait a minute now, oh. because I said, why is China falling second to us? Because we didn't do anything great. And well, it turns out it was COVID. It was COVID. So did we just admit that COVID was a weapon? You know, by because Joe didn't, you know, do anything special unless we're taking credit for COVID. They're trying to take the dumbest things and make it look like an achievement. We're poorer as a result of this, this guy's presidency. We're less safe. We're in a situation now where they don't talk about this, but Russia's still not happy with us. Russia's no. still very angry with what we're doing with the, the Ukrainians. Bill, the threats that we've gotten from Russia haven't diminished. They're just not being, they're not being uh, talked about in the press. Yeah, I can't remember what his position was, but a very high-ranking, wealthy Russian yeah. uh, was uh, just magically jumped out of a window the other day. I think it was the day before yesterday. Now, how did that happen? Because he was a happy guy. I've, I've heard these kind of stories yeah. before. Oh, he was a wonderful guy. He never gave any sign of doing of having any problems, you know? And he just, yeah, he tripped or something and, and went out of the window and <laughs> landed and broke his, yeah, broke gainer. every bone in his body. Had some extra bruises too. Did the Ukraine do that? Or do we have some dirty works going on over there? Because that really sounds like a CIA operation. What they don't want you to know what they don't want you to look at over the next two months are the following. Gas is up 44%. Airline tickets are up 33%. Used cars are up 23%. Hotels are up 23%. Suits are up 22%. Bacon are up 18%. I think probably more based upon what we talked about yesterday. Or right. Oranges are up 17%. Tires are up 16%. Furniture is up 15%. Milk is up 15%. Coffee is up 14%. Deliveries are up 14%. Bread, a staple, up 14%. Baby food, if you can find it, is up 13%. Soup is up 13%. Cereal is up 12%. Eggs, up 10%. Dry cleaning is up 10%. That's just 
what I have on one sheet of paper. I'm sure the list goes on and on. Oh, yeah. You know, and the interesting thing is now California being a step ahead. By 2035, you cannot buy gas cars. They have been banned from being sold, and they're throttling back now. You can't have a, a, a weed blower that's gas. Sorry, those were banned a while ago. Right. But now with the electric stuff, well, don't plug them in and charge them because of the West Coast electric grid being on the blink of just one thing plugged in could make it trip over, <laughs> which, you know. I this pity is the poor guy who does that. The pity yeah. the poor guy who happens to plug in something by mistake, and all of a sudden the entire town goes out. Yeah, and they trace uh, it to your address. <laughs> no, boy, are you in trouble. The news is, you wake up going, what the hell yes. happened? You plugged in your your your, your hair dryer. <laughs> yeah, your hair dryer. I'm sorry. We're going to have to take you to Gizmo. Uh, but here's a question for you. I finance, I finance a brand new car. I can't afford uh, $88,000 or $100,000 well, for a new electric car. Do you like car. the bus? Do you like the bus? <laughs> well, yeah, okay. But the bus doesn't come out to where I live. So in other words, my question is, Think of all these people that just swallowed a, a five- or seven-year payment on a brand-new gas vehicle. What? We're going electric? Well, I'll pay this off, and then I'll trade it in. No. No, it's not going to be worth anything. And you're not going to be able to drive it in two more years. Yeah. What? 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 So I can't drive it anymore, but I have to pay for it? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Uh, am I going to get uh, Am I going to get ga uh, gas vehicle uh, payment forgiveness? Well, you may not be able to buy gas, too. <laughs> you may be see gas stations being converted to... Uh, charging stations there's a business to get into but you know buy the chargers and uh, take a piece of land and make it a charging station but my question is there's going to be a lot of debt out there that is not going to be dismissed from the average person just like a student loan debt because it could buy you some votes although north carolina and a couple of other states have a solution for that north carolina sat there and said oh by the way you get student debt forgiveness we're going to tax it. Instead of giving out the student loans, don't you think they should have maybe helped people who uh, are behind in their rents because of the economy or being out of work because of the pandemic or something? I mean, to give out the student loan forgiveness, it may look nice on the surface, but you really would have had more effect if they had given out some kind of a, a helping hand to people uh, who are going to be put on the street, who are going to lose their houses maybe because of... What's happened over the last two years? There are people well, who've lost their house because of the pandemic, you know. Yeah, you know what? Uh, foreclosures are uh, are on the rise. Yeah. Uh, repos are on the rise. It's only going to get worse, but no, we can't help out our own. So it, it's going to be bad, well, really bad. We were talking about this yesterday. I came across this after the show was over. Energy company shuts down access to home thermostats during 90-degree heat wave in Denver. You know, right. they, have the, they have these smart meters. They put them in about 10 years ago. Everyone says, oh, don't worry about it. It's just a great way for the uh, power company to keep track of power you're using. And, and people said, well, it's also a way to track what you're doing and manipulate your heat. And, and they said, oh, no, that can never happen. Well, it happened in Denver. People had their thermostats locked. And set to 78 degrees, some people had their houses uh, as warm as 88 degrees, and they couldn't adjust their own thermostat. They couldn't turn on their central air. So what the hell do you need a, a heater or an air conditioner for if the power companies are going to use the smart meters to regulate what you uh, set it at? That's a, terrific, no reason. that's a terrific question, and there's no good answer. 
If yeah. they can do that in Denver, they can do that in Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Boston, New York, wherever. Yeah. You got to move somewhere off the grid. There is nowhere off the grid anymore. No. Did you hear about this? An analysis by National Review shows an unseemly trend among 20 Major League Baseball teams supporting organizations that perform sex change operations on children. Why is Major League Baseball even touching a, uh, a story or a situation like this? We're talking about teams like the Tigers, the Red Sox, Milwaukee Brewers, Tampa Bay Rays, Cleveland Guardians, the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, and the list goes on and on. These are major league teams who are championing these uh, different uh, sex change operations. and I, I don't know why they do, because it's so unfair. And I mean, even people sit there, uh, look, you know, guys get changed to women, or I guess now you can identify as one and still compete as a woman. And that, how the hell does that work? <laughs> You're asking me. <laughs> well, I don't know. That's for damn sure, you know. But and I, I guess because we're just, you know, we're old school. And yes, old we are. School is out, and uh, we're not. Uh, we're not left blue thinking. I don't if know we whether, were, you, whether you heard the story about Bed Bath and Beyond. This is this is amazing. Uh, right. If you uh, think back to the election in 2020, Mike Lindell came out as uh, somebody who believed that the election was fraudulent, and he was doing his best to prove that there was uh, tampering, election tampering. His right to do so. And he, exactly right. He believed it was, and he was putting his money behind it, and he was trying. So what happened is, Bed Bath & Beyond, uh, being the woke company that it is, they decided, well, the heck with all of my pillows, and they removed his entire product from all of their stores. Unceremoniously, just, you're done. You're out of our stores. Well, that it was a big part of his business. People go to Bed Bath & Beyond, they pick up his pillows. Stuff, and, yeah. yeah. Well, cut to today. Apparently, Bed Bath & Beyond is closing about 150 of their lower-producing namesake stores. 150 stores. It will also slash costs by shrinking headcount by up to 20% across uh, its corporate and supply chain workforce. They are in trouble, and they're in trouble because they lost a large segment of their customers because they thought they were doing the right thing by being woke, by throwing a conservative company out the window. So well, that's what they get. So you know what? I don't really care. If they could go out of business, they could go bankrupt, because if they're going to sit there and turn their business into a political platform, I have no time for them. It's just like when a Hollywood elite... You know, they sit there and they, they, and I'm waiting to see who comes out on this Biden thing. And I could only imagine, you know, if I have any other movies, I'll do the old eulogy and <laughs> burn them in the backyard because I don't want anything to do with that woke person that thinks they have a platform to sit there and tell me how to think or what to do. It's amazing. You watch a movie nowadays and if you see somebody who you know is woke, it takes away from the story. He may yeah. be doing he may be doing a wonderful job on screen. He may be a terrific actor, but because he decided in his personal life to go out on the stage and throw his two cents into the uh, political arena, his unwanted you know two cents into the political arena. Yeah, he's ruined uh, he's ruined a lot of the experience uh, 
that we all had when we went to his movies. I think well, of guys like Johnny Depp. Every time I see, I think Johnny Depp is a good actor, but he's a great actor. But you know but what? Yeah, now he, I see him. I see him on screen. And I think about him saying about uh, the, that line about Lincoln. I mean, he made some kind of derogatory remark, implying that uh, Trump should be assassinated, like Lincoln was. But I, that's all the left. I mean, that happened. That that's happened many times to Trump, where they sit there and. Uh, they do memes and stuff like that and say things, you know, they're all for killing the right. But boy, if you say something about a lefty, even close to something like what they do. I was wondering last night, how would the left have responded if two years ago or three years ago, Trump were to walk out of the same building with the same lighting, with the Marines standing at staunch attention, right? And have Trump walk out and give a speech like that. They would talk about it for the next three months. Trump went out one time and did a speech. It was a unifying speech, but they didn't like the speech. About Rushmore. Yes. Yep. And they they didn't like it, so they vilified it, and that's how they reacted to it. Yeah. They even uh, Biden talked about that uh, we couldn't accept the fact that we lost, we didn't get our way, and that we're just having a tantrum, and you can't have that in a democracy. Let's go back to 2016. Hillary lost. He's not my president. This is not my government. And then they had a hissy fit for four freaking years. Really? He was saying things like it's uh, unpatriotic to think like the Trump people think. And I was thinking, what would you have said uh, 250 years ago in that same building when they were talking about uh, breaking away from England? Would you have thought that we were the extremists? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. You know, the last night's speech in front of Independence Hall, mm-hmm. that was so sacrilege that it happened. Uh, I guess because he's the president, he's right. allowed to do the speech wherever he wants to, because if somebody said, Hey, come on over here. Yeah. Do it in front of Independence Hall. Put some big, bright red lights up, you know, have the wings coming out of the back of you there. The flag kind of covered up some armed soldiers there. Put your fist in the air too. When you talk. That'll be so patriotic. And, uh, you know, uh, whoever that person, you know, you want to shoot somebody, there's the one. Yeah. You know, geez, well, how un American that was. You would have thought that if Joe really was a man of the people, he would have looked at that speech before he went out there and said, I'm not reading this. I'm not going to go out and alienate a large segment of our country. Joe wants his legacy. I would love to hear what they're saying about that speech. In Australia, oh. in England, in well, I heard Israel. a guy. I heard a guy on the talk show this morning who was a listener in. He was an American doing business in Russia. He was mm-hmm. in Russia, and he implied that uh, even in Russia they wouldn't have given a speech like that. No, they wouldn't. They know better. You cannot sit there and just blatantly lie to our people and mislead them. You know, Joe should have last night, if he wanted to do anything, he should have sat there and uh, addressed uh, the problems that that were out there instead of doing what he did. He could have gone out there and said something like, we are a wonderful, strong a nation when we're united. When, yeah. when we forgive each other. we've got to quit fighting yeah. each other and work together. Exactly. Forgive each other our, our mistakes and, Everybody. And, and walk together to the future. And it's got to be give and take on both sides. If we do that, we can come to some kind of agreement, consortium, 
And that's what America is all about. But they make it think like if you don't think like they think, you are a criminal. Majority rules, and it doesn't how you become the majority. And see, there's the ticket. You know, majority rules. If you don't believe what we believe, then you're yeah. an enemy of the state. And we don't have to explain how we became the majority. Pay uh, no attention to the man behind the curtain. John Fetterman. You know, the oh, man, lovely guy. Yeah, got, running for Senate. Although Joe didn't know that. Uh, when Joe was in Pennsylvania over the weekend, he made a remark like he was running for governor. Fetterman was at least wise enough not to go to Joe's rally for him. He had some excuse. John Fetterman says he's against voter ID because, quote, people of color are less likely to have their ID. In my own state, they are going to pass, uh, attempt to pass a, a constitutional amendment, making sure that universal voting ID for every time you vote, not just when you sign up to vote, but every time you vote, because they understand that at any given time, there's tens of thousands of Pennsylvanians who typically, typically are on the uh, are on the the poorer side and and are people of color that are less likely to have their ID at any one given time. Have you seen him give a speech recently? You know, he had a stroke about uh, four or five months ago. Right. And he's recovering, thank God, and you don't wish any ill on anybody, but he has cognitive problems. He has problems that are, that are similar to Joe's. I mean, maybe yeah. they, can, they can relate to each other. He well, Joe had an aneurysm, and when you have yeah. a stroke, you're, you're going to have some of the motor functions in the brain just don't quite connect. Trigger and fire yeah. right. Yep. And yeah, I see it. I hear it. And I don't know that he's actually uh, physically fit or sound. So well, he said he, he will not debate Dr. Oz. He will not debate Dr. Oz. That's out of the question. I, and no one seems to have a problem with that. And people say, well, you know, it wouldn't be fair because the guy's recovering from a stroke. But do you think it's right to put a guy who's recovering from a stroke in that office? I mean, do you want somebody who has got a, a cognitive problem making decisions for your state? Well, yeah, you do if uh, they're going to be just a puppet yeah, or someone else behind that cognitive that? person pulling the strings. That sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yeah, it sure does. Uh, also, we, we, did, we missed a story a couple of days ago. Uh, really? Yeah, Carmela was uh, down at that uh, scrubbed Artemis launch down in uh, Florida. And uh, they asked her about it, and uh, she was trying to make uh, make it sound like it was a good thing, even though it was a failure that day. I will say that today um, was a very important day, and while a lot of folks might be disappointed that the launch did not actually happen, a lot of good work really happened today. Uh, I take great pride, I think we as Americans take great pride in America's space program, historically and to today. We have and we continue to be a leader. The Artemis program is building on all of the work that happened that we saw 50 years ago when we planted a flag on the moon. America's leadership and this building off of that 50 years later is a program that will not only just, not only go to the moon, but it's not gonna be a temporary visit. When the Artemis program launches, this is with the goal of humans being able to live and work on the moon and with the next step being to travel to Mars. Sure, it was a failure. Sure, we didn't succeed, but it was a good failure. 
It was a <laughs> it was a glorious day because yes. we're glorious people and we're going to yes. do glorious things. Yes. Look, the fact that they scrubbed the launch, it's happened before. You know, you get everything, you got all the checks, and all of a sudden you get a little tick light that goes off. Says there's a leak. It could be just a glitch in the system. You got to check it because you, there is no insurance on those rockets, and those happen to be the biggest rockets there are in the world nothing bigger because if we're going to do something bigger and better then we got to have the biggest and the most powerful but also with that can come the chance of failure ask elon musk ask the old nasa crew how many times did they blow up on the uh, on the pad you know sometimes though, failure is success but what, this wasn't failure it was just somebody missed something when i think about the early space program i think about kennedy saying i think it was 1962 uh, yeah. He was challenging us to to dream big and and be on the moon before, uh, I guess, in 1970. And we were. We were yes. on the moon before 1970. We achieved those goals early on. We did have a, a string of successes. We had a couple of failures, too, a couple of tragedies. But uh, we were amazing in the beginning. And then they just pulled the plug. They just stopped the whole process for a while. And uh, it seems like most of our successes now are done by private corporations. Yeah, that's that seems to be where it is. We we're trying to get NASA back, but that was actually in Joe and Kermala. They're trying to make it sound like it's their deal. That was really Trump who was trying to get NASA going again and get yeah. the government going again into the space program because it is important. People forget that all the research and the technology that comes from it. As a matter of fact, in your kitchen right now, one of the things that you depend on for cooking, the microwave oven has its origins to the space program. Actually, the microwave oven was found by mistake. It was actually part of the radar system at Raytheon that they were developing yeah. during, during World War II. And a guy at Raytheon, I believe in Portsmouth, Rhode Island, uh, had one of the... Uh, the, the guns that they use in, in radar, uh, right. it was, it was charged and it was functioning and he was having his lunch and he put his lunch too close to this gun and the thing heated up. He realized that he could do this with other foods and they literally, uh, b developed uh, the microwave oven from Raytheon's radar system. It came, right. it, I think some of the first microwave ovens were made by Raytheon and it cost a fortune too when they first came out. I mean, this was like 1952 or 53, and they were like $500 a piece, which may not seem like much now, but back in, well, 19, it was like in 1952, grand. it was exactly like $5,000. But that was the beginning. And uh, A but there, lot of technology has come from military and absolutely. space, the programs and developing of these said products, yeah. and they, they, they end up in your house. So when people go, oh, that's a waste of money, you got to look at the long-term effect of everything you know, that uh, the benefits we get from it. What Joe doesn't want you to know is gas prices are still the highest on record in U.S. history right now. And they're going up. Yep. We have uh, hit the bottom, I think, and like you said, it's going back up. So uh, when they're yelling at us to be angry at our neighbor and to think of your conservative friend or family member as an enemy, they don't want you to realize that you won't be able to afford gasoline to drive to the uh, to your family in uh, Rhode Island or someplace. They don't want you to think about that. If you remember, they, you know, he gave up the strategic supply. I don't think there's 
very little of what we had left, and we've I think we've used all the stuff that he took out of it. And one of his things was, oh, don't worry, don't worry. Yeah. We're going to use this now and sure. replace it with fuel that's more, it's cheaper. Come on, man. Come, Come on, on, man. man. <laughs> so, and we haven't replaced it, Joe. You didn't keep your damn promise. And again, he last night he was talking about elections and he wanted fairness in elections. And he made it sound like it was the right that had fixed elections. Listen. They were cheated. And that's where the MAGA Republicans are today. They don't understand what every patriotic American knows. You can't love your country only when you win. It's fundamental. American democracy only works only if we choose to respect the rule of law and the institutions that were set up in this chamber behind me. Only if we respect our legitimate political differences. I will not stand by and watch. I will not the will of the American people be overturned by wild conspiracy theories and baseless evidence-free claims of fraud. I will not stand by and watch elections in this country stolen by people who simply refuse to accept that they lost. stand by and watch the most fundamental freedom in this country, the freedom to vote, and have your vote counted and be taken from you and the American people. There he is, the thief saying that you're the thief. Well, he's saying because, you know, it's a baseless claim that we're, uh, that it was stolen. See, what baseless means, it's a claim that hasn't had the chance or opportunity to be proven. That's what makes it baseless. Well, actually, now, it has been proven over and over again, I would say. But, but he won't accept it because he believes his truth to be, you know, the overriding factor, which the truth is it was stolen, but he's in power. So therefore he won. We were defeated. Take it and leave it. We are in sad and dangerous times right now. He has put our country in jeopardy and I don't see it, uh, coming out of this for a while. I don't think it's going to come out of it with this guy as president. No, I think uh, we're headed into some rough times, obviously, November, you know, right around the corner, October, November, we got the midterms. He set the stage last night. He set the table. And now it's just time for, you know, them to present what it is that they're going to do. And it's not going to be pretty. It could happen no. as soon as this weekend it could start. Say a prayer for your country, friends. Please have a good weekend. Uh, enjoy yourself up in uh, New England, Bill. And with a little bit of luck, we'll do the show again on Monday. <laughs> if we'll we're still be here. here, if we're still here. <laughs> well, and if the grid don't fail us and uh, the tide doesn't rise, you know, then <laughs> I have a polar bear swimming up to the doorstep. Don't forget, you can contact us at 833-583-6060. That's our phone number, 833-583-6060. And mail at itsanotherday.com. You have thoughts on what we talked about, then you need to at least call in at the uh, the 800 number and or the 888 number and uh, let us know what you're thinking or send the email to mail at itsanotherday.com. Remember Lincoln's line with malice towards none and charity for all. I love that line, and that was the line he should have worked on last night. He didn't. 
but uh, it doesn't mean that we can't hold that same line in our heart. Uh, try to uh, think of your fellow neighbor as being uh, an American, above all, mm-hmm. above all. I, I'm really surprised Biden couldn't get that line right because he grew up with Lincoln. That's true. Lincoln was his friend and used to come over to his house and sit at the table with him and his father. As yeah, a matter that, of fact, his father gave Lincoln a lot of his lines. Yes, I know. And logs, too. <laughs> Have a good weekend, Bill. <laughs> See ya.